Hey guys, WFAN the Kid here, and today I am back with the NFL record predictions, and today we're doing our third division in the AFC, and that is going to be the AFC West, a team that going into last year was going regarded as being the powerhouse of divisions and possibly a record-setting division. People thought that maybe all four teams could even make the playoffs, but really? It disappointed outside of the Kansas City Chiefs. This season, however, teams uh, have definitely changed in certain ways. The Chiefs did go on to represent this division well and win the Super Bowl, but let's see how they stack going into this season, starting off with the Los Angeles Chargers, who I have finishing in first place and ending the Chiefs' reign as this division's kings. So, I have them finishing with a record of 13-4 and four and taking the number one seed in the AFC over the Cincinnati Bengals via a tiebreaker. And with that number one seed that I project them to have, they would get the all-important first round bye. Because last year in the first round, Chargers did not do so well. Blew that huge lead, which we're going to talk about. But yeah, what did they do in the offseason to improve their team? They drafted a couple guys from TCU, wide receiver Quentin Johnston, in the first round. I do really like this pick. Their wide receivers, particularly Mike Williams, let them down uh, towards the end of last year and the playoffs being injured. So I really like this guy, what he did at TCU. And they also got the quarterback that was throwing him the ball. They got Max Duggan. Seventh round, that was a steal. Okay, he led TCU to unthinkably good things last year, making the college football playoffs, making the college football playoff finals, of all things. And I think he was just a steal, and he is definitely a guy that you want backing up Justin Herbert in case they need to use someone. Speaking of Justin Herbert, they also extended him to a five-year, over $200 million deal, well-deserved from Justin. He's already emerged as, in my opinion, a top-five quarterback in this league. He just carries this team, and he's going to carry them to big things this year, in my opinion. Of course, if you look at some stats, Herbert had 4,739 yards last year, 25 touchdowns, 10 INTs. <laughs> That's really good. And Austin Eckler, 915 yards, 13 touchdowns. A lot of touchdowns for a running back to have. He was definitely helping Justin out, taking some uh, snaps and doing really well with them. So let us get right into the schedule for the Chargers. They open it up against the Miami Dolphins week one. That's going to be a win. Then they play the Titans on the road. That's going to be another win. They do have to go on the road to Minnesota. Was not an easy place to play last year. And that remains, so they're going to lose this game. But then they get to host the Raiders, division rival at home. That's a win. They're 3-1 and one through, the first, uh, through the first three weeks. And then they have their bye coming up, just like that. So they play about a month of football. Then they get a week off. So they come back with a couple weeks rest under their belt to play the Dallas Cowboys in a primetime affair. That is going to be another win for L.A. Then, oh man, they've been waiting for this one. Taking on those Kansas City Chiefs. On the road in Arrowhead. Give me the upset here. I'm taking the Chargers to win this one. They grow their win streak to three in a row, dating back to before the bye. Then they're going to host the Chicago Bears. I know... People are high on Justin Fields. He's not the better quarterback in here, not even close. He's not going to come to L.A. and defeat Herbert and this offensive juggernaut of a team. It's another win for the Chargers. They are absolutely on fire here. But 
Going into their first game of November, things get tricky. They come out east to play the Jets on Monday Night Football. That's going to be a loss for the Chargers. First taste of an L in a while for them. But then, thankfully, they have to play two NFC North Division opponents consecutively. The Lions, that's a win. The Packers, another victory. So, they rebound quite nicely. But then they got to play the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson is no joke. Give me a loss in that game. After that tough loss to Lamar, they got some easy opponents coming up. Three, actually, in a row. I have them all being under 500. It starts with a road trip to play the Patriots. they got to take on that AFC East division. Didn't have much success against the Jets. They will against the Pats. That's an easy victory in my book. Then against the Broncos, Russell Wilson is nothing special. He's going to show more of what he showed last year, which is a big nothing, and the Broncos wasting their future. That's another win. Then the Raiders, they're going to sweep him victory again. The Bills at home, this is a huge matchup that the Chargers will take. Yes, they will. Then another one against the Broncos, Russell Wilson. Didn't beat him the first time, not going to beat him the second time, which gives them a 13-3 record heading into that final game against the Chiefs. At this point, in my opinion, they are already going to have number one seed locked up based on the tiebreaker. They're going to have the division obviously locked up, so this is that second game against the Chiefs, which I do have them needing for a possible moving up spots in the wild card. So the Chiefs are going to get this one. They'll split with the Chiefs and finish with their 13 and 4 record. Fantastic season. Justin Herbert proves how valuable he is. And yeah, this is just a team that proves they are going to outscore you, which brings me to my only question that I have for this Chargers team, which is did the defense improve enough? They did draft a couple guys to help out with the secondary, but overall, this is a weak Chargers defense. They were ranked last, dead last, in yards per attempt last season and 28th in yards allowed. So that is the Achilles heel, but I just think that they are going to do what we've seen the Chiefs do for so long, which is you're going to outscore you, and that's how we're going to win football games. That's the Chiefs' MO. They do it so well, and yeah. That's what I think the Chargers are going to be all about this year, an offensive juggernaut of a team leading to great things. So moving on to our second team, I don't think it's a surprise to anybody that it is the Kansas City Chiefs. Defending Super Bowl winners, I have them finishing 12-5, and just out of the reach of that first place spot in the division. And I will say this, everyone thought that they were going to fall off quite significantly last year with how good the division was getting. I think we now see that the Raiders and Broncos aren't the teams that we thought they were going to be. And that should probably be three or four wins against those two teams. So we'll get into the schedule. But the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, they find a way. They may not have the best roster at every position, but they have stars where it counts. The D-line and Chris Jones, we'll see if he comes back. The tight end, Kelsey and Mahomes. They have young receivers and young running backs, and they just find a way. They are one of the best coach teams in this league, and that's why they are a good team. So with that being said, I have them 12-5 as the number 5 seed, top wildcard spot. And let's take a look at what they did in the offseason. Starting off with an offensive move that I love. This is one of my favorite moves that any team made in the draft. Rashi Rice, wide receiver in the second round. I think he could have been a first rounder. He had over 1,300 yards, which is 5th ranked in FBS last season, 1,355 to be exact. They also did lose a wide receiver, a valuable slot receiver, that is, Nicole Hardman Jr. 
was present for the Super Bowls. He had a couple of rings. And he's a Jet now, so I'm looking forward to him on the Jets, but that was an important one to lose. And then Juju went to the Patriots, so they thinned out a little bit at wide receiver, but I do think that Rashi Rice is going to break out, and he is going to be immense to Mahomes as another option other than Kelsey. Looking at a couple player stats from last year, I'm highlighting the duo. Everyone's favorite duo, Mahomes and Kelsey. Mahomes had 5,250 yards. What a beautiful number. 41 touchdowns, 12 INTs. Just crazy. That's just what Mahomes does. Dominates the league. Kelsey, his favorite favorite target, I should say. 1,338 yards, 12 touchdowns. And one last guy I want to highlight is Pacheco. This guy came out of nowhere to have a really good year and help them in the playoffs, too. But his regular season stats were 830 yards, 5 touchdowns as a rookie. I expect him him to break the 1,000 mark this season. Alright, we talked about last season. We talked about the offseason. Let's talk about this upcoming season for those Chiefs. Week 1, they're going to take on the Lions on Thursday Night Football, playing the first game of the year as is tradition for the Super Bowl winner. At home, this is a pretty straightforward win for the Chiefs, 1-0. Then they're going to go down to Jacksonville and take on Trevor Lawrence, who they did beat in the playoffs. He put up a good fight, did T-Law, but they still got the better of him last time around. This time around, I have them losing. This is T-Law's revenge. He showed that he is playoff ready, and I think he's going to show that in the regular season against the defending champs. Then they get to take on the Chicago Bears. So two of their first three games are against... Uh, young, but slightly dangerous NFC North teams. Nonetheless, this is going to be a win for the Chiefs. Then the Jets on Sunday Night Football. Jets are going to be good, but not as good early on to beat the defending champs. That's 3-1 and one for the Chiefs. And they take on the Minnesota Vikings. That's a win. The LA Chargers in that first game, though. We talked about it already, that it was going to be tricky. That's a loss. Oh, I did miss one. Before that, on October 12th, they are going to play the Broncos, which is a win. After the Broncos game, the Chiefs' record will be 5-1. and one. Then they play the Chargers, which they will lose at home. Upset game, which will draw them down to 5-2. and two. After that hard-fought Chargers loss, they are going to play the Broncos for the second time in three weeks. And they're going to sweep them. I think that's pretty straightforward. So they bounce back against the divisional opponent. Then is the Germany game that we're all looking forward to against the Miami Dolphins. I have this one being a loss for the Chiefs. Miami Dolphins are tough. Then they're going to head into that bye week with a record overall of 6-3. and three. Mm, Pretty solid. Maybe not what you envisioned for the defending champions, but that's a nice record. It does not get much easier coming out of that break, though. The rest does not help them enough to beat those Eagles. So, that is... JK! It absolutely does. I had you there for a second. They're going to take down the Eagles, and I had the Eagles at this point being undefeated. So this is the first time that the Eagles lose a game coming out of both teams' buys. They both have a bye in uh, that week number 10-11. That is Chiefs dominating the undefeated team. Give them a win. Then after that, things just keep getting better for Chiefs Kingdom. With a meetup, Against the Las Vegas Raiders, they take that one pretty easily. That's a win. Green Bay Packers up next in prime time. No more Aaron Rodgers. We will miss those Rodgers-Mahomes matchups in Green Bay. And with no Rodgers, 
Packers don't put up a fight. That's a Chiefs win. Three straight wins out of the bye. They are competing for the division very much at this point. But then those pesky Buffalo Bills come to town. We talked about this in the AFC East predictions. I have the Bills still being quite dangerous and dangerous enough to come to Arrowhead and get the win that they really deserved a couple years ago in the playoffs. And it's mostly thanks to Josh Allen. Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Mahomes, and Kelsey, both are great duos. But when you look at the overall team, considering the D-line, the defense as a whole, the O-line, I like the Bills more. They almost did it a couple years ago. This is their revenge time. Another AFC East opponent, this time the Patriots. I don't care that it's in New England. They're going to win that one. Then it's the Raiders. They have the opportunity for the sweep, and they execute that for another victory. The Bengals in the second-to-last week of the season... This is an important game because if the Chiefs lose this game, they will fall two games behind the Chargers, and despite versing them in that final week, they will fall out of reach of them with a loss, and unfortunately for KC, that's what I have happening. I have the Bengals getting revenge on them as well. My goodness, there's a lot of revenge teams. The Bills, the Jaguars, the Bengals. I have all three of those, which are all tough teams, taking advantage of the Chiefs. And then in the final week, we talked about it and the opening schedule of the Chargers. This one doesn't mean anything to the Chargers, and in general, the Chargers and Chiefs should split, so that's going to be a win for the Chiefs. And they finished 12-5. I think that's a pretty solid and accurate record, considering that they're still a really good team with one of the best offensive pairings in the league, but they have a few holes. I think that's eminent. And the holes, let's answer those questions. Is it the Kelsey show? Kind of. Okay, he's obviously Mahomes' go-to guy, and I think defenses will start to key in on that, especially as the season moves along, which is why guys like Rashi Rice and other receivers, the backup tight end, they're going to have to start showing up and getting involved some way or another. They're going to have to find, maybe they incorporate the running back even, on short little dots where he could catch and run. Something is going to have to give besides just giving the ball to Kelsey a million times a game. And I think Andy Reid knows that. Then Chris Jones, the contract dispute going on with him is really tough because the Chiefs' defense is not that good. Like we were talking about with the Chargers for a long time, the Chiefs' MO is we're going to outscore you and that's how we're going to win. And Chris Jones kind of carries this defense. Without Chris Jones, I could honestly see the opposing quarterback having 10 seconds to throw the ball because who is it going to be if not him sacking that QB? So I hope for the Chiefs' sake and to keep this division competitive, they get that figured out because he is a very important piece, especially when you have a defense like the Chiefs' defense. That's not that solid all around. So yeah, these are the two playoff teams. Now we move into the bottom half of this AFC West division, beginning with the Las Vegas Raiders. I have them coming in third place and winning six games, which is pretty close to their last season total. Excuse me, exactly right on. <laughs> Their last year's total of six wins. And they did do a lot of things in the off season, some of which hurt them, some of which helped them, some of which happened just last week. So let's talk about these many things that the Raiders did. Starting with trading Darren Waller to the Giants, I think this was a huge move for the Giants because... Daniel Jones took a big jump, and he needs weapons. Daniel Waller is that weapon. But for the the Raiders, he was an important guy. A guy that had size and a guy that had insane catchability. So, they're going to miss him. 
The other workhorse, and probably the star of last season, Josh Jacobs, recently, very recently, resigned to the one-year deal for $12 million. And without him, frankly, they would not have six wins. Then they acquired Jimmy Garoppolo. I kind of feel bad to place him in the situation. He went from the 49ers, who are competitive year after year. It's going to be more of an uphill climb with this Raiders team. I mean, even though they have Devontae, it's not a lot after that. Then in the draft, what they do? They got Tyree Wilson, the defensive end in the first round. Who is going to help? Then I also drafted Michael Meyer. Love him. Tight end from Notre Dame. He did such a good job last year, even though Notre Dame may not have had the year they necessarily wanted. He was a great piece, and he's going to be a really good piece to, you know, he's probably going to be the tight end number two. We're going to see. They also got Austin Hooper in the offseason, so... Those two I'm okay with. Neither of them are Darren Waller, who they traded, but they're okay. Then, of course, uh, we talked about how they got Jimmy G. They released Derek Carr, who's now a New Orleans Saint. And they also signed Jacoby Myers, former Patriot, to help out with that receiving core. Now, the stats from last season. I have one guy, the guy that carried the team and carried the season, Josh Jacobs. 1,653 yards. 4.9 average. Only four touchdowns, though. Touchdowns could be higher. But he carried. I mean, those numbers are otherworldly. And they're going to need more of the same if they want to improve upon last year. The reason I don't have them improving upon last year is because this is just a team that looks good on paper with the stars. But I don't think they necessarily mesh well. Keep in mind, Jimmy G has no experience with these guys. Devontae Adams is the one receiver, or any target really, that really stands out as a star. The defense is awful, okay? They probably would have won less games last year if it wasn't for the offense and Josh Jacobs doing their job at times, because I know they lost a lot of close battles, but that's because of the defense. The defense did not keep them in games down the stretch. And man, this is just a tough thing. I can't tell. Are they rebuilding? Are they contending? It's a very wish-washy thing, but let's take a look at the schedule. They kick it off with the Denver Broncos, and I actually have them losing this opening game out in Denver to Russell Wilson, probably feeling good going into the season with something to prove after the horror show that was last year, so give it to Russell Wilson week one. Out to Bill's Mafia in week two, that's another loss, couple... Difficult games the first week. They bounce back with an impressive win at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday Night Football. And then go out to LA Chargers. That's going to be a loss, man. These are four rough games to open up the year. Gets a little bit easier. They get to host the Packers and the Patriots in back-to-back weeks. I have both those being win to crawl back to 500. Then we see them taking on the Chicago Bears on the road. I do... And this one, have them falling victim to the Justin Fields spell. Okay, he can run around the defense. We talked about how bad that defense is. He's going to slaughter them. (laughs) Then after that, they stay out there in the Midwest to take on the Detroit Lions. This one's going to be another loss. It's unfortunate couple of games there against the NFC North. Like I said, these are both teams that are beatable for a quarterback like Garoppolo. But the defense, which they really did not do anything here to improve, very minimal, that's how they lose close games. Then the Giants is who they are going to host in Vegas. Darren Waller's coming back. This is a big one. 
I do, at the end of the day, have the Giants taking it because I do like Brian Dable a lot. I like their defense better. I like their quarterback better. I like the tight end better that they literally stole from the Ravens. So that's a Giants win. Oh my goodness, the next New York team is coming to town the following week in the Jets. That's another loss for the Raiders here. Uh, it's getting very iffy here with four straight losses in midseason. And then they have to go to Miami, my goodness. Fifth consecutive loss against the Chiefs. Sixth consecutive loss. So after starting 3-3, three and three, they lose six straight going into the bye. 3-9, and nine, and their season is basically done. Look at this monstrous schedule. And I mean, they're all clustered together. You don't really get a break with the Giants, the Jets, the Dolphins, the Chiefs. It's ridiculous. So at the bye, I mean, they're going to be banged up. They need that rest. Coming out against the Minnesota Vikings, I'm going to give them that win. I think... They're just playing for pride at this point, but that still matters. And the Chargers, no. This is my number one seed. They're not taking down them. Then the Chiefs again. Uh-uh. I don't I don't, don't not see them getting anything done against those Chiefs. So that's another mini-losing streak of two. An easier couple games, thankfully, to close out this season and build upon something for the following one is the Colts on the road, the Broncos at home. They win those two to claw to 6-11. and 11. But this is a rough season, a rough schedule, and I don't think even a quarterback with Jimmy G's experience is going to be able to navigate this with without falters. So yeah, we talked about it before. Are they rebuilding? Are they contending? They made a lot of controversial moves. They re-signed Josh Jacobs. They got rid of Darren Waller. They made a QB change. And with all that recycling going on, I have it being the same record as last year of 6-11. and so then we move into the very last place team in this division, and that is going to be the Denver Broncos. A lot of people think Sean Payton is going to resurge this team. But a coach can only do so much. If you have Russell Wilson, why is he going to do better than, than he did last year? I mean, they don't have the weapons. They have nothing going for them offensively. Their running game was miserable last year. And Sean Payton, all he could do is speak to the fellow, teach the fellow, he cannot give Russell Wilson a magical arm. He just can't. And I don't trust Russell Wilson anymore. That's the end of the banter there. I don't trust him. And why should I? In the offseason, let's get to that with the Broncos. Just talked about it. They got Sean Payton. They fired Hackett, who for some reason the Jets got as the OC. I know he has ties to Aaron Rodgers. I'm still shaky on this move, and we'll see if he's better than LaFleur. We will. So the head coach changed. They signed Samaji Pirine as they're running back, and then they made a trade with the Saints, which I am a huge fan of that trade. They only gave up a sixth rounder to get Trotman and a different draft pick back. That was a very big win there. And the stats last year, there's nothing to talk about. There's no good news. I'm just going to say that Russell Wilson was horrible with his 3,524 passing yards. 16 touchdowns, 11 INTs. The INTs, I'm okay with you throwing 11 INTs if you're throwing 30 touchdowns, not 16. And a lot of those 16 touchdowns came in a few games where you scored a lot of points. There were so many games where the Broncos could not even reach 20 points. They were like the, they were the worst offense in this league. And it's sad because they have such a good defense. They traded away their future just to have Russell Wilson and no receivers. It's mind-boggling, really. So if you can't tell by my demeanor, this is going to be a rough season. For the Broncos, I have them finishing 4-13. and 13. Let's take a look at these 
games that they have to deal with. They start off in week one with a matchup we already discussed against the Raiders at home. Russell Wilson wants this one. He's going to win it. Then the Washington Commanders week two come to town, and they're 2-0. Don't let this fool you. Things get real really quick. At the Dolphins, loss. At the Bears, loss. Hosting the Jets, I don't think so. Going to KC, another loss. Four-game losing streak instantly takes them from 2-0 to 2-4. Then they do host the Green Bay Packers at home. I'll give them that one. That's up to 3-4 and four now. And last game before the bye is another one against the Chiefs. No way. Mahomes is going to slaughter this team. So going into the bye, they have a record of 3-5, and five, pretty straightforward. Then they come back to play the Buffalo Bills, which I think they'll lose by 24 points. <laughs> and then against the Minnesota Vikings, that's another difficult-to-navigate game, and they're going to lose it. Browns coming up after that. This is their win that they get at home. I don't trust Deshaun Watson fully either, and I do think the defense will hold them enough to get a little surprising victory there. Then they go out to play the Houston Texans. That is going to be a loss. C.J. Stroud is going to be good. Against the Chargers, that's a loss. We talked about it. Against the Lions, going to Detroit, that's going to be a loss. Another one against the Chargers, my number one seed, a loss. And they play the Raiders to close out this miserable year for a second straight season. And they're going to end it off with a loss, splitting with the Raiders and finishing with those Four lonely wins. They got Sean Payton. That's a move in the right direction. But they got to get the players. Okay, they need to help this offense out. It is a difficult schedule with the division they're in. They play the Chiefs. They play the Chargers. Okay. They're going to have to take on the Jets. The Bills. This is not an easy schedule by any means. And I just don't trust Russell Wilson enough to think that they're going to do well. I don't. And that is going to wrap it up for this division and this podcast. The AFC West is really made up in two halves. The good half is the Chargers and the Chiefs to me. Then you got the Raiders kind of faltering in between and the bottom dwellers that are the Broncos. That's how I see it. And I do appreciate you listening as always. This is episode three out of eight where I go over every division. Next up will be the AFC South final AFC division that will be. And until next time, I thank you for listening. I am WFAN the Kid. See you next time.